This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Nineteen episodes of the Northern Tier League Now podcast have been completed, and welcome in as we begin the 20th episode of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Shane Wilbur back with you again for another great week, and believe it or not, I am not alone as Joe Carrion has made his infamous return for 2020. I know, I'm happy to be back. Sorry things didn't work out, but it was just a crazy Christmas season, man. Well, hey, you know what? Things like that will happen, and uh, it's okay, because you know what? It's uh, good to have the band back together, and we'll definitely enjoy having you back uh, for another episode, because quite frankly... I was getting a little tired doing these things by myself. I mean, it was working out. Luckily, I had uh, some good contacts and was able to piece this thing together. But, you know, you just you need the band back together to really give it that full flavor. And I, I know you miss my companionship, Shane. Just admit you're lonely. I get it. I wow. Get it. You really took it that far already? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, yes, this is the 20th episode. And, uh, again, a big thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in for, uh, you know, the previous 19. And we're hoping to make uh, episode 20. Another great one. Joe, we've got a big show planned here for this week. Of course, uh, coming up in just a little while, we're going to be joined by North Penn Liberty boys basketball coach Brian Litzelman. We'll have him on the podcast coming up a little bit later. And also, we're going to be joined by Daily Review sports writer and editor Brian Fees, as uh, we're going to talk a lot of winter sports here coming up uh, as the podcast gets going. But, uh, you know, as we uh, really begin this podcast, first, of course, you know, I want to thank our uh, great sponsors, of course, uh, Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility in Troy, the gang over there for, uh, again, hopping on here, making this podcast possible, and, of course, our good friends from Circle W Sports. I mean, tracking Ed Weaver's progress and uh, all the things he's doing. I see they just added Athens into the mix for Circle W, so <laughs> big things going with that organization. Yeah, Circle W is really uh, taking the NTL and sports world by storm. Everything that Ed does really helps. I know it helps a lot of kids get noticed for colleges. It also uh, helps all the us sports journalists, too, with all the stats and the tireless work that he does. So, Edo, good job, man. All right, so before we really get into this podcast, though, want to uh, first give some folks uh, a quick little note on some upcoming changes here with the Northern Interior League schedule. I mean, we know we've got uh, some impending weather coming up here later in the week, so uh, we want to let folks know some things that are coming up. Of course, uh, we got some breaking news uh, earlier in the uh, week that the New Oxford Wrestling Tournament, of course, that's where Canton and Troy usually go. I was told Line Mountain's another District 4 team that goes as well, but regardless, uh, if you are planning on going to the New Oxford Tournament, that tournament is just going to be wrestled one day that's going to be friday a whole tournament in one day wrestling there is going to start at four o'clock on friday doors for the tournament will open at 3 30 if you are planning on making the trip to go down and uh, be a spectator there but still a full tournament all day long they're going to go until it's completed they're expecting completion around midnight that's going to be a long day I I don't know how those kids are going to do it. And even the parents sit in the stands, man. But, hey, you know, you got to get it done. This weather's coming. We want to make sure everyone's safe. So, 
that works out. So there you go. And of course, uh, yeah, like I said, the new Oxford tournament all day to be wrestled on Friday. Now we've also got some other action that's been kind of moved around as well. Uh, we got some varsity basketball action that got moved uh, to Friday as well. Canton and Sarah girls varsity basketball was scheduled to be played on Saturday due to the weather. They're going to move that game to Friday as well. They're going to do a varsity only tip off at 5:30, and then they will have uh, boys JV and varsity action following that. So, so really a triple header of basketball action coming up Friday night up in Sayre. So check that out uh, for the uh, Canton and Sayre girls basketball action and then the boys uh, JV and varsity as well. Uh, other action that's been moved, Wyloosing and Athens girls scheduled for Saturday. They are still going to play Saturday, but they have now moved up that start to a 10 a.m. JV start. Varsity will follow that. And then also uh, action scheduled Saturday, Tawanda and Williamson girls basketball. That game has actually been postponed. They have moved that to February 3rd. And Troy and Wellsboro uh, girls basketball action uh, has also been moved to February 12th. That will be a 6.30 varsity-only makeup game uh, coming up later. Now, if you want more details on some of these changes, I encourage you to go and check out the Wiggle 100 Facebook page. I've been updating that as the week has gone on. Now, if any other changes come up uh, later this week, I'll be sure to update that for you. Of course, uh, coming up Saturday night, Right now, that's kind of waiting in the wind. Tawanda and Wyalusing scheduled for their big rivalry matchup coming up on Saturday night. I uh, have not yet heard uh, from Brent Kais or uh, Paul Lance from Tawanda on whether or not they're still going to do that. So, still up in the air, but uh, like I said, keep track uh, with Wiggle 100. I'll be making announcements and uh, keeping folks updated on that. So, yeah, don't like weather, but... Hey, you know what? We've got to keep folks updated. No, that's what we do, and I, uh, I'll tell you what, Shane. I'm ready for the snow to stop. Are you really? You're oh, not. A, you're not a snow guy. No, no way. Sunshine and beautiful green grass. So, like, what's your ideal temperature then? Is like maybe fall temps like your ideal uh, temperature for the year? No, give me 75 degrees and a motorcycle, and I'm good to go. Oh my gosh, you would say something like that. <laughs> But that's okay, because that's why we uh, like having you around. All right, so uh, coming up here in just a little bit, actually, uh, we're going to have uh, head coach Brian Litzelman from North Penn Liberty. He's going to be stopping in. We're going to be talking some boys basketball action with the Mountaineers uh, in just a while. But, uh, of course, you know, we quickly uh, dive into these basketball standings, and uh, we'll start with the girls here for the uh, standings so far this season. And uh, we're going to talk with Brian Fees a lot about uh, some of the standings and such like that, you know, kind of get his feel on some action around the league. But, uh, you know, you take a look at these standings so far. Boy, what a great season going on right now with the Athens Lady Wildcats. 10-1, and one, pretty much uh, dominating the girls' league. But, uh, you know, in an earlier podcast, had the opportunity to talk with Tawanda Girls head coach Rich Sutton. And, hey, look at the Lady Black Knights. I mean, 8-3 and three overall. They're 6-1 in the league. Just a couple of games back behind Athens. So, I mean, the Lady Knights still right there in the mix. Oh, absolutely. I think if they... Uh play well down the stretch they could easily overtake Athens I believe they have one more matchup and near the end of this year so that game could be big all right now of course uh, looking at the rest of the standings uh Losing sits five and seven uh five and two in the league they are uh just out in front of Wellsboro who sits four and six uh four and four overall uh for the Lady Hornets now for the Lady Hornets I think that was kind of an expected year I think they were kind of expected to have a little bit of a down year uh, after a very dominant uh, senior class that was through there last year yeah, it's tough when you lose those key seniors, but 
they're in a rebuilding phase, so we'll we'll see how things go down the down the stretch. Now, also, you know, had a chance to talk with uh, girls coach uh, from Troy, Brian Burchard. Lady Trojans two and nine overall. They're one and six in the league. But hey, you know what? Coach Burchard knows that's even a building process as well. So they're doing good things over there in Troy, and uh, glad to be going strong there. And of course, Williamson uh, rounding out the large school division. Now, here's something I'm going to be curious to talk with Brian about uh, coming up in a while. The Northeast Bradford Lady Panthers. I did not see this surge coming out of them this year. I'm curious to see, you know, where this came from. So, you know, we'll be talking with Brian about that coming up. But, I mean, you look at the Lady Panthers, 11-3 overall, 7-1 in the league, and they are comfortably in the driver's seat in the small school division for the girls. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing some outstanding hoops as of late. And, I mean, I think the big thing with that squad is their defense. They're locking down on teams defensively and not allowing them to score points, which I'm curious to hear – fees take on that as well okay now behind them uh, in the small school division you've got a very solid canton team they've been playing very well this year yes they've played up yes they've played down but hey you know what they've still been uh playing pretty well they're seven and five overall they're four and three in the league right behind them hey the lady indians of kalineski valley you know traditionally uh probably over the last 10 years that's been you know a very solid program so the lady indians right there six and six overall they're four and three in the league as well and then of course you got the lady tigers from north penn mansfield seven and six in the uh, overall standings three and five in the league and then of course Sayre and North Penn Liberty round out the standings in the girls division so I mean you look at these uh, girls standings overall and uh, boy I'll tell you what at the top of each division seems to be uh, a lot of dominance so far yeah Northeast Bradford and Athens I mean solid solid years I mean it's just gonna be interesting to see how it goes the rest of the season exactly now of course as we change uh, lanes we head over to the boys basketball standings and of course in the large school division I don't know how to really paint this picture right now I don't want to say it's a really big shock but at the same time I don't know if I really expected Wyalusing to be this good this year, but I mean, a credit to the coaching staff, Coach Kais and the Rams. They have done nothing but play solid basketball all season long. They get a big win uh, the other night over Athens. So, I mean, they've got uh, some great things going over there in Wyalusing, and uh, I'll tell you, it's just uh, good things coming. No, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. It was not Athens. They got a big win over North Penn Mansfield the other night. They uh, had to come back and rally on that one, but still, uh, they've got uh, a big matchup with Athens coming up, actually. So, I had my uh, brain kind of in reverse theory. So, Wyalusing's big win came over North Penn Mansfield the other night, not Athens. They've got Athens, actually, I I think tomorrow night they play Athens at home. So, whew, things are tightening up in the large school. But, yes, a 12-1 Rams team right now, and their only loss is to Hughesville, who's not even in the league. That's huge. Shows their uh, league dominance. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see them uh, the down stretch. And, I mean, also, I, I personally didn't have the Troy boys being second where they're at right now. Hey, for the Trojans, though, I mean, I've seen them personally – they are a sneaky good team, okay? Now, granted, they are going to go as far as Ty Barrett's scoring is going to take them. I mean, Ty Barrett with the ball in his hands is just pure magic. He is so electric with the ball in his hands. He can fill up the basket at any point, but, uh, you know, him be a big key uh, to help uh, propel that Trojan squad uh, as the season goes. But, of course, you, know, you look at the uh, standings, as you said, Troy sitting in the second spot, 7-4 and four overall, 6-1 and one in the league. You've got Athens uh, right behind them, 7-3 and three overall, 5-2 and two in the league. And, of course, you know, 
you've got the Athens Wildcats and Troy Trojans uh, still with some big games to come here as the season goes on. I think it's uh, maybe early February uh, when Athens and Troy meet up again. But, of course, you know, then you sit uh, Wellsboro, 8-6 and six overall, 5-3 and three in the large school league. Uh, North Penn Mansfield, the Tigers, 7-6 and six overall, 4-3 and three in the league. And then, of course, uh, Tawanda uh, rounding out the large school division. So, yes, uh, like I said, though, I, I, th- I still think the Wyalusing Rams and the job that they've done this year still uh, you know I don't want to say shocking but it is I mean to see how they've come together and it's not one guy it's literally a great collection of five that just seems to uh, bring that uh, show together every night and uh, the job that coach Kais has done this year really needs to be commended all right now let's go down to the small school standings it's the small school where North Penn Liberty you know like I said we're going to talk with coach Litzelman coming up here in a little while uh, 11 and 1 overall they're 6 and 1 in the league lone loss to the Wyalusing Rams well that that says a lot both uh both leaders of the large end school fighting it out um but I mean I think North Penn Liberty might get another shot at them later on in the year, so we'll see what happens. You know, I don't know if they will. I don't know how the small and large school crossovers work. I don't know if they play once, if they play twice. I mean, I I think... If they're going to, it's probably going to be at the NTLs at the end of the season. I don't know if they'll see each other again in the regular season, but regardless, uh, still a great year for Coach Litzerman and the uh, Mounties going on right now. Now, of course, Northeast Bradford right now, jumping Canton uh, for the second spot right now in the small school. Northeast Bradford sits 7-6 and six overall, 3-4 and four in the league. Canton now 500 after they lost to North Penn Liberty the other night. Uh, they're 2-5 and five in the league. Sayre, 5-6 and six overall, 2-5 and five in the league, so you see that matchup uh, with Canton and Sayre now looming a little larger here, knowing that uh, small school standings are on the line here. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a big game. Um, I think that uh, it's going to get really tight here down the wire. So, All right, now, of course, as we move forward, you've got Kalineski Valley and Williamson uh, rounding out the small school division. But uh, I know there's still uh, you know a lot of tight games to be played yet in that small school division. So uh, I think North Penn Liberty, you know, a lot of folks were saying, you know, they are going to be the class of the small school. They've done nothing to uh, really defute that. And, uh, you know, here we go. We're, uh, we're going. The small school division is pretty much North Penn Liberty's for the taking, barring, you know, any kind of stumble they might have. Now, of course, you never know. There's still a lot of basketball to be played. But right now, the Mounties definitely in the driver's seat for sure. And uh, speaking of the North Penn Liberty Mounties, we're actually going to have the opportunity to sit down with their head coach, Brian Litzelman. He's going to be along the way in just a little bit. But first, Joe and I, we're going to take a timeout. We're going to step aside. We're going to thank our friends from Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast and on Twitter by following at NTL Now. 
Glad to be joined by head coach Brian Litzelman from the North Penn Liberty Mountaineers here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Joe, we were going through the standings a little bit ago. The Mountaineers sit uh, right now with just one loss so far in league play. And overall, I mean, uh, this is awesome to have Coach Litzelman here. Yeah, good to have you here. Thank, Welcome, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, so coach, uh, kind of take us through the season so far. I mean, where where do you uh, kind of project yourself right now? I mean, are you right where you think you should be? Uh, were you expecting, uh, you know, maybe uh, a few more stumbles along the way? Or are you just pretty well uh, impressed with how uh, the guys have played so far this year? I actually think we're a little bit ahead of where I thought we might be. Um, going five and one through the you know the transition crossover of playing all the big schools was a little more than I expected. Um, but the boys have worked hard, and you know they've they've fought through a lot of games, a lot of tough games, right down to the wire. So um, I'm very impressed and very happy with uh, their work ethic and how far we've gone. Now, coach, I covered your uh, boys squad for three years when I worked over in Wellsboro, and it wasn't the best of times when I was over there. But you guys are doing good now. Is the change in success, is that due to have you guys changed philosophy or has it been just kind of a coming of age with your roster? Well, I think part of it is, is we, we really like, um, you know, we went back and started some new things. Uh, you know, we, we spend more time in the off season now than we have in the past. I got a few more coaches helping me, which is, you know, spreads out the responsibilities a little bit. And I think it's like uh, some of these kids now, your juniors and seniors, we really started getting them into playing when they were in fifth and sixth grade, so they've seen a ton of game time. So that's that's helps a lot, also. Now, you know, you have the opportunity, you know, to talk with people in the offseason and such. And, you know, I was doing that kind of trying to get a feel of, you know, how basketball season was uh, going to transpire this year. And there was actually a lot of buzz around your team. I mean, what kind of, uh, you know, uh, honor is that, you know, to have coaches, you know, out there giving your team, uh, you know, the accolades and uh, kind of, you know, the, the tip of the cap saying, hey, you know what, uh, the North Penn Liberty team, they're going to be one that's uh, going to be battling with us uh, all season long. Yeah, it feels it feels really good to be recognized, you know, especially by your peers, the guys you go out and you know you, you try to out coach every night. I mean, and, and there's a lot of really good coaches in the league, um, and it just comes down to the fact that you know these kids, like I say, they've really bought into the system, and and I think every year they've, they've become a little bit more confident within the system we're trying to install. So uh, having other people talk about it is it's really kind of makes myself, but you know, the players feel really good about it. Coach, name a couple of your uh, freshman and sophomore kids that have really made the difference on your squad this year. Um, you know, a couple like sophomores. I got a couple kids that do uh, get some bench time and stuff on varsity, get some time. Uh, Kyle Davis has come a long way since the beginning of the season. He's going to fill in like at a four or five position. Um, Noah Shedden, a long, lengthy shooter, uh, also plays like the three-four. Um, and then, you know, it's always tough as a coach to say, but my one son, uh, Derek, is, is a freshman, and he's been coming in and getting some time as a backup point guard to Noah Spencer and helping out, you know. So those are the three that I think have made big, big strides, uh, starting with, you know, the strides started in the middle of the summer in summer league. So talk about, you know, your team a little bit more. I mean, do you feel like your team is one uh, that can uh, pretty much go, uh, you know, six, seven, eight deep on the bench and kind of play the depth game with other teams? Or are, are you a coach that, you know, knows that, you know, you're going to have to lead on your starting five uh, for this team to really have the postseason success that uh, you're going to want to have going forward? Well, I, th I think, like, we can go deep. I mean, like, the big one is, is, like, um, on any given night, we have about five, six guys, maybe even seven guys that can actually hit double digits. Um, so, so that's a, that's a nice uh, you know thing to have. It's the fact that you don't have to worry on uh, playing five guys or six guys a lot of minutes. We're actually running about eight, nine deep right now on a regular game basis. 
Uh, and any one of them, you know, like I said, can lead us. And, you know, and some of the other guys coming off the bench are putting up a lot of other stats other than just points. All right. Now, as you know, you see this uh, league and, uh, you know, kind of standings unfold here uh, as the season has gone on. I mean, just the other night, you know, you get a big win uh, over a, a solid Canton team this year. And, of course, uh, you know, your lone loss is uh, to Wyalusing, you know, in the large school. So, I mean, kind of uh, talk about the league top to bottom here. I mean, uh, what's it been like, you know, on this grind through the season? Well, I think like a lot, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty competitive. I think, I mean, the, the top end, like, you know, top eight, seven, eight, nine teams are pretty tough. We have, you know, we have a couple of teams that are young and, and trying to rebuild programs, but every night so far, it's kind of been a couple, you know, it's a real grind and, and you have to put your A game on every place you go. It's, and there's no easy games for us so far. Um, you know, we've had struggles, you know, we, we had to take two games against Wellsboro and Troy into overtime, you know, um, we did, we did get Athens. I think they had a couple injuries at the time when we saw them, and we did get them by double digits. But, you know, I, I saw they uh, played Wellsboro really hard last night. Um, you know, I'm hoping that we could get a couple, like, maybe not, you know, a little easier games to take a little stress level off myself and some of the kids. But uh, I, I think, like, these tough games are just they're really, uh, really character builders that we're going to need when we get into districts, and, and hopefully we qualify for states. And I think these tough games are really going to benefit us down the line. Coach, you talk about tough games. uh Looking at your schedule moving forward, what what game or games do you see as being some ones that you uh, think are going to be a little bit challenging for your squad? Well, I think definitely the game going to Northeast Bradford. You know, like they're they're uh, you know they've been solid for the last few years, and, and you know another solid team again this year. Going in that atmosphere and that environment, tough place to play um, over there. Uh, I think like you know seeing Can again when they come to our school. Um, and, and I think, like, you know, CB can put up points. And, I, and I, as I'm looking at uh, scores and stuff, I think Sarah's playing pretty tough, too. I mean, so, you know, I, I think any given night, like, we're going to have to play well because, like, we talked to the boys, everybody's going to kind of, you know, like, we kind of getting, like, a, maybe like a bullseye on our back where, you know, teams want to, hey, look at this team, look at the record, let's let's try to knock them off. So I think we gotta, we're going to have to show our A game pretty much every night because everybody's going to be able to get us. So the cool thing is, you know, watching this season unfold, uh, looking at the top of the large school standings, you know, and Joe and I were talking about it earlier, uh, what I've seen this year out of Wyalusing has been nothing short of amazing. I mean, five guys that just seem to collectively play together night in and night out. Uh, Brent Kyes, you know, he's got that team rolling as good as they have. I mean, you're, you are, uh, you know, the only team, uh, you know, that is well, I should say your only loss has come at the hands of that team. I mean, what what is the challenge that Wyalusing presents to uh, their opposition this year? Well, I, I think you're right. I think you nailed it. The fact that you know, I, I think a couple guys that would have been would have probably helped them actually didn't or not on the team at this time. And I think what's happened is those guys that are there have just come together as a real solid team and unit, and then they're playing for each other and. And, you know, I mean, I, I just think that when you have five or six guys that are going to play together, uh, that, that's going to take, a, you know, they're going to they're take some wins away from some teams that maybe athletically are a little bit better because they're playing so well together as a team. All right, so coach, you know uh, you've got uh, uh, things rolling right now for uh, you know your Mountaineer squad, you know, and of course uh, you touched on it earlier. You know some of the challenging games that you have going forward now. Uh, just to uh, clarify here, because uh, I know you know the end of the season is looming. Now, uh, are they still going to have the uh, NTL tournament uh, as they have done in the past? I mean, is that something that uh, you still have an eye on uh, moving forward here? 
Yeah, I mean, the showdown is coming up. I, that's like the week after the final week of the season there. I'm pretty sure it is. I think somebody got me a message like it would be the 13th or 14th or somewhere in that area of February. Um, yeah, I mean, we have goals set that we set in the beginning of the season, you know, and, and we've been achieving some of them. You know, we're a little bit, like I said, one of the goals was to have a winning record going through the, the crossover from small school to large school. So, you know, we're, we're ahead of that and we're checking things off. And, you know, that's one that we are checking to make sure that we – a goal is to achieve the, you know, be in the showdown, and then another goal is to, you know, do our best, and hopefully, you know, we can come out on top of the whole thing overall. So, yeah, we, we, it's down the road. I mean, we are playing one game at a time, but it is a goal that we, as, a, as coaches and a team, set at the beginning of the season. Yeah. All right, so you know, I love ending interviews like this because I love getting a coach's perspective, uh, you know, to kind of take them out of an interview with. But uh, Coach Litzelman, I want to I want to pick your brain here. Uh, North Penn okay. Liberty will achieve. Uh, the goals that you have for the future and games and such coming up uh, if what happens? Uh, if we, we, we keep doing the one thing that we're trying to uh, pride ourselves in, and that is play defense. Um, I've told the boys from day one, that you want to get a lot of court time for me is, is play more and play more aggressively and, you know, and challenge yourself and play good, good defense. And they're buying into it because it's also leading into you know, some easy transition baskets. So they're having fun with that because now defense is they see it turning into stuff. So if we can continue to play aggressive defense, you know, we, we talk about deflections every night, steals obviously, but if we can continue to do that, we'll, we'll be okay. I, I think like if we focus on that, we hang our hat on defense, um, we're going to be okay as the season progresses. All right, Coach. Well, uh, again, uh, thank you so much for taking some time here, being a part of the NTL Now podcast, and uh, great to catch up with you and learn about this Mountaineers program. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll uh, be able to catch up with you as we uh, get closer to the postseason time and uh, follow the Mounties track there. Okay, sounds good. I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. All right, that's head coach Brian Litzelman from the North Penn Liberty Mountaineers. Now, folks, stick around. Coming up here in just a short, we're going to talk with Daily Review sports writer Brian Fees, and that comes up after this quick message from Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility. Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. And now glad to be joined by Daily Review sports editor and writer Brian Fees here on the NTL Now podcast. Of course, uh, Brian, you know, always in the know when it comes to uh, sports here in the Northern Tier League. And Joe, I'm looking forward to uh, picking the brain of one Mr. Fees. Let's do it. All right. So, Brian, you know, we uh, were talking uh, some basketball action uh, a little bit earlier on here in the podcast. And kind of curious to uh, get your thoughts here. Uh, what's going on in the girls? small school division I mean where did this resurgence of Northeast Bradford girls basketball come from you know right now 11 and 3 overall they're 7 and 1 in the league Brian put some answers to our uh, puzzle here well a lot of it is you know it's been coming the last couple years it was just a matter of these girls getting a little bit older I mean this is a group that's been playing together for a while they started as freshmen two years ago and a lot of them are juniors now Uh, there's a few seniors mixed in and there's some young girls 
who are stepping in as freshmen and sophomores really having success. But a lot of the key core is like Lauren Jones in that group that, you know, they've been together for a while now. Definitely, uh, you know, kind of uh, just shocking to see, you know, in the standings. I mean, usually when we, we talk girls basketball, I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to put a lot of attention towards Athens. I mean, that's a school traditionally that uh, has kind of had the spoils of riches in girls basketball. But, uh, you know, whenever you get an opportunity uh, for, you know, a smaller school like Northeast Bradford to have the type of season that they're doing uh, kind of makes uh, Northeast Bradford maybe now more of uh, a basketball school now. I mean, with the success that the boys have had, too, it's great to see the girls coming along yeah i mean northeast has had a lot of success in the past i mean we we can't forget that there was a stretch where northeast was really dominant in uh girls basketball when bob moore was a coach and uh you know they've had a lot of success since then it's just you know they they had a really young group the last couple years and now that group is starting to uh develop a little bit and starting to come into their own all right, so now let's uh, take things to the large school. Of course, uh, I don't think it's really to anyone's surprise. You've got a 10-1 and Athens team uh, right now undefeated in the league. But, of course, you know, like I was telling Joe earlier, had the opportunity to talk with head coach Rich Sutton from Tawanda, and he was very confident uh, about his team and, uh, you know, where things were headed for them. And he thought, you know, if they just came together, they just kept things uh, steady, this could be a potentially very good year for the Black Knights. And right now, they sit second in the small or in the large school I should say and uh, you know still a big battle looming between those two teams yeah I mean uh the the big thing is there's just completely contrasting styles between the two I mean Athens is a very deliberate offense they're a very half court offense they like to shoot the ball and uh really kind of work that half court game Tawanda is just really athletic I mean Portia Bennett Paige Manchester Hannah Chandler they are really athletic group. They run as well as anybody in the league. They've got better athletes than probably anybody in the league. They really are just going to try to press you, come at you, and dare you to try to stop their athletes. Now, Brian, of the two teams beneath them, Tawanda sitting at six and one in the league, Wyalusing's five and two. Which of those two squads do you think could really challenge Athens for that top spot? I really think Tawanda is a team that's a real threat just because they're a completely different style. I mean Wyalusing is a little bit more like Athens or a little bit more half-court team. And Tawanda is just so different. I mean, trying to match up with Portia Bennett and trying to match up with Paige Manchester. I mean, Paige Manchester is a six-foot uh, freshman who can play guard. I mean, there's not a lot of players in the league that can match up with that. All right, so now let's take the focus over to the boys' side. Now, of course, uh, earlier in the podcast, we had the opportunity to uh, sit down with head coach Brian Litzelman of North Penn Liberty. And, uh, you know, you look at that Mountie squad. Hey, you know, they're sitting right now with one loss. The only loss they have is to losing. I mean, things going very well right now for the Mountaineers. Yeah, I mean, they're really dominant in the small school division right now. They've beaten every large school team out there pretty much except for losing. I mean, they really are having a strong year. And, you know, a lot of it is it's kind of like Northeast on the girls' side. This is a group that's been together a while. You know, um, you know Noah Spencer and Duncan Zeffla and Brandon Thompson, these guys have been playing together for a really long time, and now they're all upperclassmen, and they really are really coming together as a group. So, you know, when we look at this uh, momentum North Penn Liberty has going, I mean, is it uh, fair to say that, you know, they can carry this not only from the regular season, but a team that you think could also uh, make some noise once district rolls around? Yeah, I mean, this is a really talented group. I mean, you've got guard play with Spencer and some of those guys, and then you've got a guy like Brandon Thompson, who's one of the biggest big men in the area. 
I mean, if you can have inside and outside presence on your team, you really have uh, something going. And Liberty really is a really balanced team. Uh, Brian, i got to ask you, what has impressed you about Wyalusing? The biggest thing about Wyalusing is just they are fundamentally, like, as sound as any team I've seen in a long time. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They play really, really good defense. They shoot the ball well. I mean, they are not the deepest team on the planet Earth. They have a couple kids that didn't even come out for basketball this year. They, they, there's a lot of reasons to think that this team wouldn't be this good. But, man, do they play good team basketball. They are unselfish. It doesn't matter to them which person is their leading scorer from night to night. They just really are a well-balanced basketball team. Does it make them even more dangerous, uh, in your opinion, given the fact that you know you cannot just prepare and game plan for one guy, given the fact you don't know who's going to be uh, their go-to on any given night? Yeah, I do think that that's a big thing that helps them. I actually talked to uh, Raiden Cobb and uh, Abram, their two younger players, and for a story coming up about you know the success that the younger guys are having, and they both talked about that same thing. It's really hard to key on them. Like Cobb is having a really good year offensively, but you can't really double team him because you know Matt Brown will beat you, or Shane Fury will beat you, or Mitchell Burke will beat you, and it makes it almost impossible to double team anybody on that team. So let's uh, shift gears now and uh, head over to you know the the Matt side of things going on here in the Northern Interior League. Now, Brian, you and I had the opportunity to be in Athens earlier this week for Canton and Athens. I got to tell you, and I want your opinion as well, was that not one of the best Northern Tier League sports atmospheres we've had in a while? That was a great atmosphere, and the biggest thing is, too, that was just a great match from top to bottom. I mean, I, it, you don't, you rarely, rarely ever get anything that comes down in that way. You know, second to last match, Athens takes the lead. You know, forces Canton to need a pin, Canton gets the pin to win it. I mean, just the atmosphere and just the situation is just so rare. I mean, when you put that uh, whole scenario together, I mean, that was really just the uh, combination of perfect scenarios falling, I think, uh, for the Wildcats. And I, I, I still, I think, am in a little bit of disbelief at uh, how that whole thing came down the stretch and ended. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of shocking. I mean, you had some matches that Athens absolutely had to win, and they won them. They got some balls that you didn't expect them to get to really put them in a position to win it. And then it came down to Canton has a really talented freshman group. Brennan Taylor is, you know, one of those freshmen, but he's also one of those freshmen that's had some growing pains as a freshman. He's tried, he's at a higher weight than some of the younger other guys, and he's wrestled some more veteran guys. And when it came to his turn, and his opportunity, he really, really stepped up in a big spot for that. So, Joe, I want to uh, you know kind of uh, bring you in here to the wrestling fold because uh, what has been, I think, as much of an impressive uh, win for the Warriors this past Tuesday is, and Brian's actually done a feature on this uh, earlier in the season, uh, talk about the effort, Brian, that we saw at Amaya Lehman on uh the Tuesday night bout, uh, you know, with her and Brandon Jennings. I mean, for Maya Lehman uh, to go that full match, the full distance, and not give up the technical fall or get pinned, how big uh, was that night uh, for the Warriors uh, in general? That's one of those things that if you look at it in the box score, it doesn't seem like, you know, a big deal. You just look at it in the box score and you see a loss for her, and you would think, oh, she got beat. 
the reality is she was in danger of getting pinned so many times in that matches. It looked like if she didn't get pinned, she was going to get tech fall because of the score. It really looked bad most of the match, but yet she kept finding ways out of it. She kept avoiding the pins. She kept finding a way to get those points to avoid giving up the tech ball. And at the end of the night, they won by one point. If she gets pinned, they lose that match. I mean, it's, it's something that a lot of people may not realize, but, you know, it's little things like that. She lost a match on Tuesday, but she helped her team win while losing a match. Ryan, we're talking about uh, Canton right now. i got to ask you, do you see any weaknesses in Canton's lineup at all? I mean, they've been so dominant all year long. Who Do, do you see any, any question marks through that lineup as to where you might have an area of concern? I mean, the only concern I think you have with them is that a lot of their kids are younger. They have a really young group, and that's what something like Lyle said on Tuesday night, which was, you know, he didn't expect some of those losses that happened on Tuesday night. The thing is, as he said, they're freshmen, and sometimes freshmen make freshman mistakes. And that's your only one real concern is they really do have five freshmen in that lineup. And, you know, on some nights they look like the best wrestlers on the mat. On other nights, sometimes freshmen still wrestle like freshmen, and, you know, that can hurt you a little bit. So, you know, as we head now towards the postseason, of course, because we know that's right around the corner, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we look at uh, standings and everything else uh, going forward. I mean, I really think, you know, as we head towards district duels, uh, you know, I was kind of looking at the standings uh, the other day. I think the NTL's got, what, the chance of uh, four, maybe five teams getting into district duels and uh, you know we we know as well as anybody all you need to do is get in and then it's just a matter of letting the chips fall yeah i mean if you get into district duels you have a chance to try to you know all you got to do is try to win that first match and get yourself down to you know the quarterfinals and there's a chance here you know that a couple teams could get down there i mean we have it's really you know canton obviously barely you know just got past athens athens just got past tawanda i mean Wyalusing is always a threat. Troy has some really big uh, wrestlers in their lineup. It wouldn't be surprising if two or three of these teams made it down to the quarterfinals. So, of course, you know, as we uh, head towards uh, the postseason, uh, you know, Joe, uh, you know, things going on uh, with the Northern Tier League. And, of course, uh, Joe, a lot of folks uh, out there right now these days uh, honoring uh, Coach Sexton from Tawanda. Yeah, Brian, can you talk a little bit about Coach Sexton being the uh, the D4 wins leader? Yeah, I mean, Coach Sexton is just, he's been there a really long time, had a lot of success, and if you ask him, that's what he will tell you the key is. He'll tell you, you know, if you stick around a really long time, you're going to get some records. The reality is, talking to a lot of his former wrestlers, a lot of his former coaches, it's not really even about the wins and losses. They're great. He's an amazing coach. He's had a lot of success. But, man, if you talk to any of his former wrestlers, any of his former coaches that worked with him, anybody that's been around him, the person he is, what they've learned from him just outside of wrestling, too, is, you know, about life, they all just love him. They all just speak highly of him. I've never seen a coach, I don't think, that more people that work with him speak so highly of them. And then they thank you afterward for the opportunity to talk about him just because they all respect him that much. 
couldn't have said it better myself. And, uh, you know, what's great is, you know, on uh, the previous podcast, had the opportunity to uh, talk with Mitch Rupert from the Sun Gazette, you know, and allowed him uh, to share some thoughts uh, about Coach Sexton. And uh, definitely uh, glad to hear uh, some good thoughts uh, from you as well. I mean, I know you did a, a really great feature on him in the Daily Review. And, uh, you know, a lot of the teams, you know, as the Black Knights have traveled, have done uh, some nice things in honoring Coach Sexton. So, yes, uh, it's going to be a great time. And, of course, uh, actually, we'll see Coach Sexton uh, coming up next week. Of course, uh, the Black Knights, a big league uh, matchup coming up as they've still uh, got to come to Canton next week to take on the Warriors. So, Brian, let's kind of uh, we'll wrap things up with that. I mean, uh, Canton now, uh, you know, they've got the new Oxford tournament they're going to go to over the weekend. Well, actually, Friday now. They're going to be there all the uh, day Friday. And then, of course, they'll come home, get ready for Tawanda. Uh, do you think, uh, you know, that scare that Athens put into Canton last week benefits the Warriors as we project forward towards their duel with Tawanda coming up next week? I do think some of the younger kids will learn from that a little bit. I mean, like I said, a lot of the kids that lost, some of them were younger kids that are really talented and are going to have really bright futures and have had a lot of success this year. And I think they're going to learn a lot from that. I think they're going to, you know, come out a lot stronger. But I do think Tawanda and Canton will be a pretty tough match because, you know, like we said, it's Bill Sexton coaching Tawanda. Bill will find every matchup possible. Bill will do everything in his possible to put his kids in the best position to win. And I have never seen a match ever where Bill doesn't give his kids at least a good opportunity to be in the match. Could not have said it better myself. Well done, Mr. Fees. Now, I know you've got to get out there and uh, do some of that sports journalist stuff that uh, I know you love to do. So, Brian, I want to take a quick moment and just say thank you for uh, stopping by, talking with Joe and I here on the podcast this week, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road as we head towards postseason. All right. Sounds good. And again, a big thank you to Brian Fees from the Daily Review for stopping in and uh, taking some time to talk some winter sports. Now, of course, uh, coming up here as we uh, put the bow on this podcast this week, want to quickly just touch on the district duel standings for wrestling. That's right, district duels right around the corner. I think uh, next weekend is when the uh, final standings have to be in, when you have to have all of your duels completed. So let's quickly just touch on the district duel standings right now. Uh, so far, uh, and thanks to Mitch Rupert for uh, putting these all together, uh, you've got the Canton Warriors right now. Now they're sitting in the top five in the four spot, just ahead of Southern Columbia and just behind Benton there. Uh, also in the Northern Tier League, you've got Wyloosing and Tawanda sitting in the nine and ten spots respectively right now. Uh, both Wyloosing and Tawanda have clinched a spot in the duels, as has Canton. Athens as well has clinched a spot in district duels uh, as they are nine and five uh, right now overall. Now some teams here in the north uh, still with an opportunity to clinch. Uh, Troy still has duels uh, with Sarah and Canton coming up. Troy can still clinch their spot in district duels. And of course, uh, our neighbors over the hill, uh, you know, as I said, uh, I do give props to Sullivan County as well because once sectionals and stuff roll around, uh, they're going to be in the coverage area. But, uh, you know, Sullivan County also with an outside shot at uh, potentially being uh, a district duels uh, qualifier as well. So, yes, 
as it stands right now, just recapping, uh, Canton, Wyalusing, Tawanda, and Athens have all definitely qualified for District Duel, so we'll look forward to uh, following their tracks as the season goes on here. Now, of course, uh, as I said, uh, Tawanda and Wyalusing, a big duel coming up uh, supposedly on Saturday. Now, I don't know how the weather is going to affect that. As I said, uh, both the athletic directors, Paul Lance at Tawanda, Brent Kais of, at, or of uh, Wyalusing, rather, they have been talking this week. I think a final decision on that uh, will probably come Friday to find out uh, if that duel indeed does happen uh, coming up on uh, Saturday night. Now, if it does, it will be on Wiggle 100, and uh, if it doesn't, well, I guess we'll uh, try and catch up with it uh, for a rescheduled time. But uh, for right now, just kind of uh, hinging on weather whether or not uh, we're going to see uh, that action coming up uh, later on this week. So, yes, hopefully, uh, you know, Mother Nature will cooperate. But if not, uh, at least they'll uh, err on the side of caution and uh, we'll be able to uh, catch up with that one a little bit later on. All right. So, uh, you know, want to, uh, again, thank uh, Brian Fees from the Daily Review. Also, uh, head coach Brian Litzelman from the North Penn Liberty Mountaineers. I mean, what a great job that Mountaineers team is doing right now. And uh, again, thanks to Coach Litzelman for stopping by here and being a part of the podcast this week. And again, uh, a big thanks to Joe Carrion. Uh, Joe, finally an opportunity to sit in here and be a part of the podcast this week. Uh, of course, uh, during the time of recording, uh, Joe had to split a little earlier. So, uh, you know, that's why I'm now doing the wrap. But, uh, you know, glad to have Joe back as, uh, you know, we got the uh, band back together and was able to put this thing together for episode 20. But again, a big thank you to all of the listeners out there. And again, remember, if you've got anything or any thoughts you want to share, hey, never feel uh, uh, bad about sending us any kind of feedback. That's right. Go to Facebook, uh, search us at NTL Now Podcast. You can go to Instagram. We're there at NTL Now Podcast. And of course, uh, we're on Twitter as well at NTL Now. So regardless, no matter where you decide you want to follow us on social media, do that and of course uh, drop us some feedback uh, anytime you want we gladly accept it and of course uh, as we said again uh, hey any area businesses out there you like what you're hearing you want to have your name uh, exposed here and announced on the podcast hey feel free go ahead drop us some information we'll gladly put it out there we'll talk some uh, business with you and we'll uh, gladly expand our sponsorships here on the northern tier league now podcast and uh, also one final thing Uh, Before we get out of here this week, I know we are heading into that time of the year where sports teams are going to be doing uh, fundraisers, whether it be golf tournaments or who knows what else they'll have coming up, uh, maybe raffles, stuff like that. Hey, if your sports team is going to be having a fundraiser here in the Northern Tier League, Get us that information here on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, Joe and I will gladly put that out there. We'll get uh, any of the fans out there interested. I know folks around here, you know, they love uh, supporting any of the area teams. So if you've got a fundraiser coming up, hey, get us the information, and uh, we'll gladly put that out there for you. But I guess it is time to finally put the wrap here on episode number 20. Again, a big thanks to all of you out there for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this, and uh, we'll have more NTL Now episodes to come here in the coming weeks through the uh, winter sports season. So for that, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I'm Shane Wilbur. It's another episode of the Northern Tier League Now podcast coming to a close. And of course, as always, the Northern Tier League Now podcast is an exclusive production of Circle W Sports and Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast.
Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.